Today, we'll explore some ancient farming methods in the Jerusalem mountains. Bring some good walking shoes and a bottle of water for this all-day adventure. At the present time in Israel, you can find evidence of ancient techniques of cultivating fruits and vegetables using a system of hillside terraces bordered with stone. Viewing these terraces is easy around the mountains of Jerusalem, where a system of springs, channels, and terraces, accessible by hiking trails, has been reconstructed at Sataf, as well as at the En Chemed National Park. Before we start our hike, though, it would be fun to stock up on some provisions at the Har Ha'uach Gochi's farm above the village of Abu Ghash. After a 30-minute drive from either Jerusalem or Tel Aviv, exit Route 1 at Abu Ghash and Chemed, drive through the village, and then follow Route 425 in the direction of Nataf and Ma'ale HaChamisha. Before the very top of the hill, turn left toward Nataf and travel about four kilometers, entering the forest in memory of Polish Jewry on the left. It's then a few more kilometers on a winding gravel road toward the farmhouse on the ridge in front of you. The farm is owned by Haim and Dalia Himmelfarb, who, with the help of their two girls, sell a variety of natural and organic goat cheeses, yogurts, and labanay on Fridays, Saturdays, and holidays, starting at 10 in the morning. Chaim and Dalia are graduates of the Bezalel Academy, but yearning for a change in their lives, moved to the hillside village of Nataf to establish their nearby farm in 1996. Today, the Himmel farms own 140 goats and graze on 1,500 dunams of pasture land. Goat and sheep cheese has been a mainstay of the local population in the hills surrounding Jerusalem since biblical times, and the quality of the grass is comparable to pastures found in European countries bordering the Mediterranean. With prior reservations, you can attend Dahlia's workshop on the history of cheesemaking in the Jerusalem hills, as well as lectures on related topics. She can be contacted at 54 493 Three four five six six or zero two five three four five six six zero. After purchasing your bread, cheese, yogurt, or milk, you can wander around the barn, perhaps pet the goats roaming the hillside, and then enjoy a snack under the towering evergreens. Now retrace your drive through Abu Ghash toward Route One. But instead of entering the highway, cross the bridge at the entrance of Enchemed National Park. Enchemed is also known in Latin as Aquabella, so named by the Crusaders who built what some archaeologists surmise is a fortified farmhouse adjacent to the Kisalan stream. The wooded area and adjacent olive grove beautifully frames the high walls of the surviving structure that was built during the period of King Fulk of Anjou between 1140 and 1160. 
Upon conquering Palestine in 1099, the Crusaders built a series of large castles and fortresses on strategic routes as well as smaller dwellings that served as rest stops for pilgrims. Also, by adopting the feudal system of land ownership that was so well known to them from Europe, the Crusaders awarded noble families tracts of land that were often used for agricultural purposes. While standing in the courtyard of this fortified farmhouse, you can admire its thick walls, the surviving staircase, the tower with its loopholes, and the beautiful windows on the second level. From that vantage point, it would have been possible for the residents of the farmhouse to observe and to be observed by crusaders stationed in the nearby Belmont Castle. As you enter the Eastern Hall, note remnants of an olive press and a niche in the wall, which would have supported a wooden beam attached to the press. From the farmhouse, you can continue on a 30 to 60 minute walk along the stream, noting the numerous springs, man-made channels, and unique remnants of the Mediterranean woodland with its oak trees and Palestinian buckthorn. From En Chemed, it's a short drive on Route 1 to the Harel Castel exit, and then south on Route 3965 to Sataf. Park your car in the upper parking lot near the information booth, where excellent written materials of the five walking trails can be obtained. Sataf was originally settled during the Chalcolithic Age, and its ancient system of terraces dates back 4,500 years. The early inhabitants of the site moved stones to the edge of the natural terraces where they built retaining walls for the imported fertile soil that they used as fill. The two streams emanating from the slopes of Mount Eitan were used to channel water to plots where crops were grown. Other terraced plots, where olives, figs, almonds, pomegranates, and vineyards were harvested, relied on seasonal rains. The remaining stones were used to build watchtowers, from which the farmers could keep an eye on their crops. The JNF KKL has done an excellent job refurbishing the terraces, the tunnels that were hewn into the water bearing strata to increase water flow, and channels that carried the water to the storage pools, thereby recreating for the visitor an excellent sense of biblical farming. In fact, the parable of the vineyard of Isaiah, chapter 5, clearly describes this method of farming in the hills surrounding Jerusalem. There it is said, My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones, and planted it with choice vines. He built a watching place in the midst of it, and hewed out a vineyard in it. Though there are several walking trails of two to three kilometers in length that can be followed, perhaps the full path marked in green is most interesting. All the trails at times can be steep and are stewn with rocks and stones, making good walking shoes essential. Starting at the upper parking lot, the trail follows an ancient route descending through olive groves and cultivated plots along Chalcolithic archaeological excavations down to the former Arab village of Sataf. 
At the middle of the 19th century, the population of Sataf numbered about 450 individuals, and today what little remains of these homes attests to their previous beauty. The village was abandoned in 1948 and was later used by the Israeli Defense Forces as a training area. Since 1985, the JNF KKL has been restoring the area to its biblical past. After passing the ruins, you can make your way down to Ein Sataf, the main spring in the village, and from the terrace above the pool, descend into the cave from which the spring issues. Then by stooping, you can traverse a tunnel to its other end. The water which flows through the tunnel ends at a pool with a capacity of 180 cubic meters from which farmers could regulate the flow of the water into the man-made plastered irrigation channels. Further along the path you can view the Eretz Israel tree garden behind a wall and an iron gate. There an effort is underway to traditionally cultivate the country's original species of fruit trees. As you descend, pass the cultivated plots where organic crops are grown and make your way toward the Bikura Spring. On the way, you can observe another traditional means of cultivation when space is limited, the use of hanging stairs from the terrace walls. You can then complete your hike by following a traditional mountain trail past walled vineyards following a path to the upper parking lot. There you will find a most welcome sight, a restaurant serving a full course meal from which you can admire the beautiful hills of Jerusalem and the trail from which you have just ascended. As you depart Sataf, return to the circle and follow the signs for Route 395 leading you to Kibbutz Tsuba. Enter the industrial grounds of the kibbutz and keep to the right, driving up the hill past the kibbutz hotel. The impressive castle on the hill will be to your left, and you can park your car under some shady trees before making the rest of the climb by foot. It should be noted that this is not a national park, and that the area around the ruins are overgrown with weeds which hide some holes and gullies. It's perhaps best not to include the children in this exploration. It can be easily understood why the Crusaders chose to name their castle Belmont, Beautiful Mountain. Indeed, the views over the hills of Jerusalem through the arched windows and doorways of this ruin are magnificent. The site of this castle high in a hill overlooking one of the roads leading into Jerusalem from the west, attests to its strategic military importance through the ages. However, the Crusaders held this fortification only until 1191, when Saladin overran the position and destroyed it. Subsequently, the site and the surrounding area became home to several Arab villages. During Israel's War of Independence, the Palmach, Harel Regiment, under the leadership of Yitzhak Rabin, successfully routed the invading Egyptians from Belmont. This action ultimately led to the capture of the nearby fortification known as Castel and the reopening of the road to Jerusalem. As you retrace your steps into the kibbutz, you may wish to stop at the hotel for a meal, a beverage, or just to enjoy the view from its terrace.
the hotel may also be able to arrange for a tour of the cave of John the Baptist, which was found on its grounds. The cave was originally part of a large water system hewn from rock during the 8th century BCE and was later used as a reservoir and baptismal site. Archaeologists now assert that in the 5th or 6th centuries CE, Christian monks incised drawings on the walls of the cave depicting images dealing with the life and death of John the Baptist. As you exit the industrial area of the kibbutz, turn right onto Route 395 toward Eshtaol. You will now drive through some of the most beautiful mountainous countryside that central Israel has to offer. The latter part of this road will take you through a narrow, winding and forested ravine, making you believe that you're elsewhere in the world. Prior thereto, you can turn at the circle directing you to Kesselan and travel three kilometers to view the Scroll of Fire. This outstanding sculpture is located in the world's largest memorial to the Holocaust, the Bnei Brith Martyr Forest of six million trees. Nathan Rappaport has vividly depicted the plight of the Jews in the Holocaust and their subsequent struggle to establish the state of Israel in his dramatic design of the sculpture. As you approach the end of your travels on Route 395 near the Eshtaol Junction, consider making one last stop to memorialize your agricultural experiences in the hills of Jerusalem with the purchase of an excellent bottle of wine at the Flam Winery Visitor Center and some wonderful spices from the immense collection at the adjacent store. At the junction, a right turn will lead you back to the Jerusalem-Tel Aviv Highway. Thanks for joining me today on this adventure through the Jerusalem Mountains.